Hey friends, welcome to the Wildflower Stories podcast. I'm so glad you're joining the conversation today. I've got an amazing guest and I'm so excited for you to meet her. Her name is Amy Hood. She's a wife, a homeschooling mama to three kiddos, loves Jesus and is so down to earth and carries such a joyful spirit within her. Her beautiful son Roman was diagnosed with autism at 18 months old and is the highlight of our conversation today. Amy's story left me feeling so much joy and hope, and I think you'll feel it too. So wherever you are today, thanks for tuning in. Here's Amy's story. Hi, Amy. Welcome to the podcast. Oh, thanks for having me, Jess. I feel very honoured. Oh, I feel honoured as well to have you on, so thank you. Um, so I like to start with an icebreaker question. So my question for you is, as a mum in particular, um, (laughs) if you had three hours out of the day to yourself, what would you do? Three hours sounds like such a long time on your own. It definitely does. When you're a mum, doesn't it? Um, I... I have no idea. A few things that I can think of is if I would probably like go and get my hair done. Um, yes. That would just be amazing. Um, or I might go and get a takeaway acai bowl and sit at the beach and Aww. read a book. Or I'd probably go and meet up with some friends or go. <laughs> Because if you stay home, then there's that urge to clean the house and to do the cooking. So, yeah, that's a good idea. Put the washing on or... I don't know. I know, and I think all the things we do. I think you're so right. There are so many options, and you can't really just pick one. It kind of depends on your mood as well and what you feel like oh, doing. And totally, yeah. I feel like if it went over three hours by like fifteen minutes, would that be a problem? <laughs> <laughs> no, not at all. <laughs> yeah. What would you do? Yeah. I, I'm probably in a similar boat to you. I actually had my hair done the other day um, and that was, yeah, probably two, two and a half hours to myself and it was a dream. I got to sit down and read a book and, you know, I had my phone on just in case yeah. anything went wrong with the kitties. Totally. But, um, but yeah, that was so nice and I got a coffee and I could just... I could just relax and not yeah. be on a time limit. <laughs> so like a million dollars after that head massage, don't so you? True. Yeah. And that actually it's funny, that's what I was telling my husband. I'm like, they gave me a head massage and it felt amazing. <laughs> and I think it's just because my hair is always tied up in a bun. So yeah. there's just that added tension that I've got on my head totally. throughout the day. Yeah. So it did feel very nice. So um yeah, but that that's cool. I I've, I would be in the same boat. And you're a reader as well? Yeah, I don't have a lot of time to read. So I listen to a lot of audio books mm. at the moment. Um, but, yeah, I really enjoy it. And 
I'm always, you know, I love reading something different that, I don't know, it's just out of the ordinary or what I'm interested in and learning Mm. lots of different things. Um, At the moment, I've been listening to an audio book by a guy named Dr. Peter and I can't remember his last name, but it's all about healing trauma in your body. And it's just amazing how much like our body holds different experiences that we just have no idea about. Mm. So that's been really interesting and fascinating to learn about. Um, Or I've got um, some homeschooling books that I'm loving reading about different families' journeys Mm. and their stories and what routines work for them and um, I also love reading books on like how to live a low toxicity life and the chemicals that are around mm. us. Yeah, so just some simple things like I love that. it. <laughs> I love it, and it because I'm I'm in the oily. I'm going through my oily journey now, um, and I love it. And I feel like it is just in a abundance of information it it can seem so overwhelming but I think just taking it one day at a time one step at a time and um yeah I'm very similar to you and I love that I love so are you all about growth like you just you want to learn more and and grow more and um do better for your family so you'll read up on and all the the good things is that kind of yeah who you are as a person yeah, yes, definitely I'm becoming that mm. more and more. As, you know, as mums, we're always, um, you know, our lives are around our kids and our families and our husbands and routines mm. and just um, the mundane mm. chores that come along with it and cooking and cleaning and um, all of those things. But what I am loving is, using my brain a little bit more Mm. and I'm loving just learning about I guess um at the moment our daughter got some allergy tests last week and she was she's allergic to some really random things like cockroaches Mm. and um dust mites and Mm. um so now I'm like right how are we keeping all these things out of our homes and Mm. how can you keep these things out of our homes and what's the way to deal with it without having to do um or without having to use too many chemicals because they get skin irritations and Mm. just all those interesting things yeah and it's so tough too because it's not like you can avoid cockroaches you know like (laughs) but at the same time you want to do everything (laughs) within your power to protect her and yeah yeah, and our bodies are so interesting mm. about how we retain information or how we absorb things and um, just how life circumstances can affect us and the way we can hold it in. And mm. um, I'm always just like, wow, Jesus, you have made us so complex. Mm. It's fascinating. Jesus. And not just complex, but everyone's so different yeah. in their complexities. Yeah. So I'm like, wow, there's always 
something to learn. Yeah, I love it. And I totally agree. Um, yeah, that's awesome. Thank you for sharing that. I know we kind of went off in a tangent, but that's the beauty of conversation, isn't it? Totally. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, so tell us a bit about yourself. So things like where you grew up, who's in your family and what you do. Yeah, um, well, we, well, I grew up in Sydney, um, New South Wales, and um, with uh, my mum and dad, and I have two younger siblings, and so, um, yeah, my mum and dad are Mark and Darlene Czech, and they're amazing, and um, with that, we got to live a really big and beautiful life, and lots of fun, and we got to travel a lot as a family, um, which we loved. And my dad is very entrepreneurial, so he was always starting different businesses. And um, that was always really interesting to watch um, these ideas develop into what they are still doing now. And Mm. so I love that. And then I have two younger sisters, Chloe and Zoe. And... um, my sister Chloe is married with two cute babies. Well, mm-hmm. Thea is four or three, sorry, and Elias just turned one on the weekend. And um, my sister Zoe is awesome and she is dating and, you know, I call him Sugar Lips and so that's <laughs> been fun and fun to tease where does that Where does that nickname come from? Oh, you know, you just got to keep them on their toes, <laughs> don't you? So, I love it. Um, it's all a part of the initiation yeah. process, isn't it? Yes, that's the <laughs> um, best. <laughs> so, and he can't say he doesn't like it yet because <laughs> he's still trying to impress us all. <laughs> um, and then I was 19 when we got um, married. My husband, Hoodie, um, his name's Andrew, but not many people call him that. <laughs> we all call him Hoodie. And we have three beautiful babies together. Um, Ava is 10 and she's like the nicest person Mm. I've ever met. She's just kindness on legs and loves everyone and super creative and we love it. And then we have our Romy who just turned nine last week, which Mm. I can't believe it. (laughs) And he's just getting taller and taller and I'm like, Oh, I don't know how we're going to keep up with him. <laughs> and then we have our Ruthie Feather, who is six. And there is just, I've never met a child like Ruthie. She has a new business idea every day. That's so beautiful. She gets it from her grandpa. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And she loves, um, oh, she just loves animals and mm. She's trying to save all the insects and, oh, she just is a crack up. And she just has these classic one-liners that they're like, (laughs) where did you come from? And then on the weekend, we became fur parents too. Um, We got a little puppy called Forrest and he is a Labradoodle. And look, I know it's only been a few days, but we're really proud puppy parents. (laughs) I love it. And was that was that Roman's birthday present or was it a family 
present. <laughs> um, it was a family present. Roman actually got a swing set for his birthday, oh, which was nice. awesome. We've been trying to get him a really good one for a few years, but um, he's taller than our eldest, Ava. He wears, like, size 12 clothes, wow. and he's just really tall. So it's hard to find something that's going to last a long time for him so we got him a swing set and the grandparents pitched in which was awesome and the puppy was um Ruthie begged for a puppy for Christmas (laughs) so Santa Claus wrote her a letter to say (laughs) that we'll get one sometime this year (laughs) and last oh this weekend was the weekend for him to come so it was lots of fun and we enjoyed surprising them. So, yeah, and that's our family. We're based on the Central Coast now, which we love. Mm. And we're near some of the most beautiful beaches. And we're just thankful to be up here. Oh, yeah, I can imagine. <laughs> yeah. That's so It sounds so dreamy living, living on the beach. How far do yeah. you live from the beach? Uh, about 10 minutes. Nice. Yeah, so, I mean, what's amazing is kind of everywhere you drive around here, you see water. Mm. So, we love that. And, um, yeah, I don't think we could live anywhere else. (laughs) Oh, I don't, yeah, no, if we lived on the beach too, I don't think there'd be any, anywhere else that could compare. So, I don't blame you. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so... I would love if you could walk us through your journey um, with your son, Roman. Um, so how did you discover um, his autism and his diagnosis to where he is today and the obstacles you have overcome along the way as a family? Yeah, well, um, when I was pregnant with Roman, they actually said that Roman had a hole in his heart and a cleft palate and they also thought he had down syndrome so we had a high risk pregnancy with roman from um very early on and then when romy was born um he was born healthy no hole in the heart he didn't have down syndrome no Mm. cleft palate he was just huge and hungry (laughs) <laughs> and it it was pretty amazing to watch him be born like and give birth to him because we were quite nervous with what um what our future could be looking like mm. um we just you know it's the unknown and we didn't have any friends who had been through anything similar so we couldn't ask them any questions mm. um And then about probably 10 months into Romy being born, um, we just noticed a few little things. His sleeping was, he was always quite a bad sleeper, um, but couldn't quite get him into, I guess, a normal sort of routine, a little bit fussy with the food. But we didn't really think anything of it. We just thought, oh, this is just Roman. Mm. And um, it came Christmas time that year and people were opening 
their gifts and he was just screaming at the sound of the wrapping paper. Mm. And we were like, wow, that's really odd. You know, mm. maybe he just, I guess he doesn't like wrapping paper. Mm-hmm. Um, and we took him to the doctor and the doctor suggested that, first of all, you have to get their hearing tested um, to make sure there's no um, any hearing loss or anything like that because Romy's speech hadn't really developed other than some babble. Mm. Um, And he screamed his way through the test and I'm like, his hearing's fine. He loved music. He loved to dance. We knew he could hear. And then the next week we got an appointment to do his autism um, testing and look, we had no idea what autism was at the time, mm. but it was just what we were told to yeah. do. And so we drove down to where we got his tests done and it is intense. Um, it is we the process that we went through because of his age, he was only eighteen months at the time. Oh, wow. It was like a whole day of testing. So you mm. do it in you have like a 20 minute break, an hour break, and then you go for the conclusion part of it. And it was just crazy. It was big and they're asking him to do all these things and um, he wasn't cooperating and Mm. they're taking all these notes down and you're just kind of sitting there going, I don't really know what you're doing, but I'm hoping, this is like working. And did, were they were, were they talking to you about the process of what was happening at the time, or were they? No, mm, that would have been so you, hard. They can just tell you what, like at the beginning, they're like, we're going to ask him to do a few things, but you're not allowed to intervene. Mm. So, you know, normally we would be able to show him to hold a baby doll and. Um, first but you're not allowed to help so I think that was the hardest part um, for us and we were also you know it was a day full of anxiety because we just didn't know what Mm. we were in for and then like it was the lunch break and Roman and I just went and ran outside and had some hot chips which is one of his favorite foods Mm. and I just put him in the pram and I just prayed, I'm like, oh, God, can you please put him to sleep? Because mm. we were going into the conclusion part and um, I just didn't want him to hear anything. Mm. And just because I wasn't sure what she was going to say. And we really believe, you know, you've got to speak life over your kids mm. because they hear enough judgment and things just from the outside world. And... You know, so we sat down and the lady said to us, um, you know, Roman, we believe he has severe autism and an intellectual disability. And I was like, I beg your pardon? Mm -hmm. (laughs) I don't don't know what this means. And she went on to explain, um, you know, they believed that he would need intensive therapy. She's like, it's going to cost you between forty to $60,000 a year. 
Um, let's look, like you're going to need to look um, into his future. You'll probably have to put him in a home when he's old enough because mm. he's like, I don't know how you're going to cope. Uh, she told us, you know, he'll probably never talk. He won't look at you. And I just stopped her for a second. I said, look, I understand, you know, you're giving us your professional mm advice I said but you're actually talking about my son mm. and she said it's okay look you're in denial it's all part of the grieving process wow. and we went on and just before we walked out of the room she said oh and he'll probably never swim and I just looked at her and I just said well that's not gonna work because we live near the beach <laughs> and you know just we walked out and I'm like, is this a dream? Mm. We just get out of this room. This lady is crazy. She has no idea what she's talking about. Mm. And, you know, from then on, we're very thankful. We had an amazing early intervention therapist and she was with us for five years and she helped us get Roman so far ahead um, mm. compared to what... Um, the original diagnosis lady yeah. told us. Um, and then just before he went to school, they re... You have to get your child re-diagnosed and it's under a different um, system. Mm-hmm. Um, the way they diagnose autism now is different from when they were first, from when our son was first diagnosed. Okay, yeah. So we went through... <laughs> same process and I specifically requested the lady who first diagnosed him because I just wanted to show her how wrong she was yeah 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 and I just I had a speech prepared and my husband looked at me just before we left he said look just remember to be really lovely she's just doing her job yeah and I'm like (laughs) yeah I get it. Yeah, I'll be nice. Don't worry. <laughs> and she was sick the day that oh, we went. Oh, no. No, no, I've requested this lady. I have a point to prove how wrong she was. But um, when I left, I thought, oh, it's probably God protecting both of us, really. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but, you know, during the process, we've just really learned to put some healthy boundaries in place. Like, we never call Roman autistic. Mm. Um, we always say he might have symptoms, but it's not who he is. Yes, very good. And, you know, yes, he does have autism, but he, you know, you don't say someone is cancer, someone mm. is depression, that it's part of who they are. Yeah. So we just are really careful about what he hears and what he and what our girls hear as well, because mm. we don't want them um, saying speaking that over him. And we always just say, you know, his brain works differently, mm. and that so we have to teach him differently. Mm. And you know, Roman, he's got about twenty words up his sleeve, which is so exciting. And, That's awesome. Um, we just have to learn to communicate with him differently through sign language and Mm. there's amazing apps that have been developed Mm. to communicate with our kids and um 
you know, we just have to pray over them. We've just had to continue to learn to pray about everything. We pray mm-hmm. for great car park spots, great deals at the groceries. Yeah. Um, when we're doing the groceries, you know, we are always praying. We're like, God, please put the right therapist with us yeah. that will understand Roman and understand how our family works and mm. um yeah it's been amazing and crazy and a roller coaster and we don't you know we have learned to live and function off very little sleep because Roman's like a bit of an energizer bunny mm. but you know sometimes when we have to wake up at midnight with him because he's ready for the day I'm like all right well we're just going to get ahead on the laundry and watch wow. a movie and get started on the cooking and then I'll tag team with my husband or vice versa. The other one will go back to bed for a few hours and wow. get on with the day. And, yeah, we you just, you know, this is our, what got, like, God has given us Roman and mm. God knows how Roman functions and so... I always just think if we're ever feeling really overwhelmed and tired, I'm like, God, please just show me in a dream what we need to do or what we Mm. need to change because I'm feeling too tired to listen to you today. Um, Yeah. And he always does and he's faithful with that and he knows what we're going through so we don't really have to worry about it. That's amazing. I love that you've been able to see the good in, in the mess and in the, that maybe you had expectations of what it looked, of what it would look like from the very beginning. And there may have been disappointments along the way, but I love the, the positivity in your language about it all. And, um, yeah, I, I can imagine that from the very beginning, you would have had to make that decision to see the good out of this. Yeah, and look, a lot of people that we're around, like our son has to go to a special needs school, and a lot of them, um, a lot of the parents, you know, speak so negatively about their kids and experiences and what's going on for them, and I have to work really hard to not engage because we don't want to live like that. Yeah. So, you know, we always just say there's no excuses. We're just always going to try our best. We bring Roman with us everywhere because we also need to educate people Mm. um, and our friends and our family with how he works. And um, we don't want to be stuck at home in our four walls so we just bring him along yeah I love that and it's true I I think even so I'm primary school teacher trained but um I still don't know a lot about autism and so I love that you're wanting to guide and educate others about it as well through your son and um yeah that's a really great way of of looking at it and I'm sure even with your two daughters bringing them along the journey and they're going to grow up I guess with so much empathy um because they've had to to show it to their own brother um yeah 
Yeah, and do you find that with with your girls that they are very understanding and they've, I guess, probably developed a greater capacity for their ages? Yeah, yes and no. Mm. Um, I think for them it's normal. Yeah, yeah. So this is just, you know, how they've had to, like what they've grown up with. And the cool thing about it is that we're actually all learning together Mm. because we're all having to learn sign language. We're all having to learn how to use these apps and um, how to how Roman works you know we're all having to learn together but you know I love how excited they get when they see him do something new Mm. or when he just gives them a kiss or a hug they're like Roman gave me a kiss Mm. and hugged me or Roman said this funny line from a movie or Roman has no pants on (laughs) Um, you know they just where we've just decided to be all in it together because um, I just pulled some statistics a little while ago because siblings can be so affected by having a special needs um, sibling mm. and part of it is they actually can end up, they're actually like 50% more likely to end up with some sort of mental illness themselves because they have a lot of resentment towards mm. a sibling with additional needs because of how much time and energy mm. it can take. Yeah. Um, some of them have a lot of sadness that, that they don't have a typical relationship with their siblings because they're different. Some of them are embarrassed about their brother or sister's behaviour in public Um a lot of them feel guilty about celebrating their own abilities or success because they don't feel like it's as important as their other siblings' mm. um, successes. Yeah. Um, some of them have huge anger towards their parents because of the amount of time that they've been devoting to the other sibling that needs more from them and they can feel isolated they um are more likely to end up with anxiety or depression and Mm. it's crazy Mm. and so um you know i can understand why some siblings feel like that but we've all just decided to do it together and we're not saying that we get it right all the time, but, you know, we're all trying our best. We really try and top up our girls' love languages mm. the best we can. Yeah. And um, it's just a part of our everyday journey. Mm. Yeah, yeah, wow. Um, so how is being a mum, particularly to a, spun, a, sorry, a son with special needs, um, how has it shaped who you are today? Oh, I think it's changed everything I ever thought my life would turn out to be like mm. um, because you are, you know, you're so devoted. You're devoted to your kids. You know, we want to see our kids be everything that they're called to be. Mm. Um, but as well, our life works 
on routine because that's what works best for Roman and we have you know therapy twice a week but we're also one of our daughters does gymnastics one does dance and so that's always fun with the afternoon activities Mm. (laughs) who's doing what and who's getting to where they need to be and um you know, we've had to learn how to communicate without words or with gestures and mm. expressions. And, um, yeah, like I said, not a lot of sleep and um, food textures. And, you know, we're always learning mm. something different about um the autism spectrum and what works best for the kids and what doesn't mm. and you know our we're I, I don't know we're just trying you know I feel like it has taught me more than I'll ever probably realize or understand and even yeah. to have grace towards people who are going through different challenges themselves um when it comes to kids you know with different needs and I think as well you know it also teaches you how to take good care of yourself so that you can be the best for your family because they need you I mean if you look at um the statistics on mums themselves that have um, a child with additional needs. It says 40% of them are more likely to die of cancer and um, 150% are more likely to die of cardiovascular disease. 200% are more likely to die from misadventure. This is this includes suicide, homicide, and accidents. Oh my um, 98% of marriages end in divorce oh with God. families that have a child with additional needs, and it's because the children do need a lot of attention. Parents forget about each other. You run out of time of being together parents don't communicate and finances so you know I've had to make sure that we don't become those statistics in our family because we don't want to be no yeah um you know it is a lot of stress you know they say the stress level is um the same as combat soldiers and um wow you know, it's a lot of, you know, it takes a lot of energy to just keep going and learning how to feed them differently or be creative. But probably about two years ago, um, Hoodie and I, we just decided to have a lot more fun and mm. making that into you know, an intentional part of our family, whether it's going to the beach or going for walks or um, going to flip out and jumping like crazy people and (laughs) singing really loudly in the car. And it all helps because a lot of these families are, you know, they stay home a lot because it's just where they feel safe. And, um, 
you know, as stressful and time-consuming as it can all be, you know, it's really nice just to relax and just to have fun with the family and not forget who you actually are in all of that. Mm, wow. I really that answers your question. It totally so. does. No, I was I was just thinking, how do you and your husband practically invest into your marriage? Yeah, we're actually really terrible at that. <laughs> I love the to honesty. I love it. <laughs> um, but because we often don't get to eat dinner together, um, except like we have Monday night's family dinner night where all our family go to mum and dad's and have dinner mm. and all catch up before the week starts and then um our family does friday night movie night where we all have dinner in we pull our couches together and call it the boat and oh, nice. um, we all eat together and the other days in the week um one has dance, one has gymnastics roman has therapy so it's just kind of all yeah. moving ships but we are trying to get better at date night um, once we're trying to do it once a month at the moment and we mm. have this amazing couple who come and babysit for us oh, lovely. Um, but we uh, look I'm pretty blessed now Hoodie works from home so yeah. we have a lot more conversation and again sometimes we all just put on some really loud music and dance around the house and yeah, um, yeah. Sing loud, and um, we love telling each other what we're reading about or learning about at the moment, and just trying to take. You know, we really treasure the weekends. We really try and take moments to just, you know, even when the kids kids need something, we just make a cup of tea or grab a coffee and sit and have like just chat and. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, and it's gonna it's gonna look different for every couple and every family, and you just do what works for you. Hey, like, oh, totally. <laughs> and at different seasons, it's you yeah, know yeah. a lot less. Um, you know, you're a lot more time for with younger kids, and then mm. they go to school, and the routines kind of set for you mm. um, within school hours and holidays and um, whatnot. So we just. We're always adjusting um, and then also adjusting with what each other needs. Sometimes I'll be like, okay, my flag's up, which is code for both of us um, if we just need a little bit of space. Mm. Like I just need an hour to watch a show on Netflix and just Mm. have some brain-numbing time and so – and then he'll say the same if he needs Mm. a bit of space that day and – yeah, we just always look with, we don't always get it right, but we're always trying to adjust in the season that we're in mm. to make sure that. Yeah. At least we're communicating well. Yeah, yep. And and that's a big key to a healthy marriage is is the communication. Totally. Um, yeah. And love, like, life is serious. So yeah, it's so true. You know, we're always trying to find things to laugh at. Yeah, I love that. I love it. 
Um, let's shift gears a little. So you are a homeschooling mama. So yeah. tell us a bit about your homeschooling journey, why you made that decision and what joys and challenges come with it. Yeah, well, um, we have been homeschooling. This is our second year. So, you know, we're still very much in the early stages of learning. So um, our eldest Ava was in mainstream school and just had a really hard time with a few social um, things. And she actually approached us about homeschooling (laughs) and we just, well, I said no. Um, and after about the sixth time of her asking us, mm-hmm. um, my husband just said, babe, we really need to listen to what she's saying to us and take it seriously. Mm. And so when she asked that time, we just said, look, mummy and daddy will talk about it and we'll do some research mm. and go from there. So I did about a month you know, researching different families at home, school, what their routines look like, um, seeing how it would work for our family, could we do it? And then, you know, we just prayed about it. We had a piece about it, but I just said, um, God, if it's what we're meant to do for Ava in the next season, just make her ask me again. Mm, yeah. <laughs> wasn't sure it's a big commitment um and within five minutes she ran in and asked wow are you excited if i can homeschool next year and i was like yes we've decided you can do it so it just kind of started there. So we started last year just with Ava at home and so she started year three um at home and we found a really beautiful curriculum that just suits her learning style to a T and it's mm. creative and very artistic and it's we've had a lot of fun and it was really nice just to spend the quality time together. Mm. And we try to get the school, like their schoolwork done in the morning um, at the moment we're really into the voice, the TV show, which we all usually watch um, on a Monday and a Tuesday um, at lunchtime. <laughs> and so it's, that's been a huge motivator for the girls to get their schoolwork done early. Um, and nice. then this year, our youngest, Ruthie, joined in. So she did kindy in mainstream school. And then year one, she started... Um, homeschooling with us and homeschooling has been completely different to what I thought it would be I really thought it would be really stressful Mm. Uh, we would have to meet a lot of deadlines a lot of reading a lot of I I'm not sure what else but I Mm. just thought it's not what I thought it would be Mm. Uh, I'm loving learning how my girls learn and whether it's visual learner or um, auditory, it's been really interesting um, just learning that about them and I love watching their little faces light up when they've discovered something new themselves and 
um, you know, something that they didn't know before or when they spell a word correctly that they've been struggling with for a little while and the, I guess their own achievements has been really fun. Yeah. Watch and observe. And yesterday, like, Ava just played guitar all day and was songwriting. And I just love that they are having the freedom to do that and to mm. explore and um, writing lyrics and melodies to their songs. And mm. Ruthie's got a magnifying glass out to see what she can discover next. <laughs> She's started a um, company where she finds things for people, which has been very helpful oh. lately. And she goes, case closed. And, um, so sweet. Yeah, it's just really, really interesting. It's not what I thought it would mm. be. Um, yes, it is busy and messy and... You know, my girls love arts and crafts and I'm not an arts and crafts mum with glitter. and Mm. So that's been a learning curve for me personally. But it's actually been so much more beautiful than I thought it would. I thought at first I thought we had to make it like school. So Mm. it was definitely, okay, morning work, morning tea, next lot of work, lunch, next lot of work, and then we're done for the day. Mm. But we've completely thrown that routine out and just created one that works within our family. Mm. And it's been a learning curve. And I'm so thankful that my husband loves English and spelling because it's not my gifting. (laughs) And he has been able to join in and teach the girls as well and they mm, love that that's and so nice yeah it's just been really lovely really different to what i thought um and i've just um, yeah big learning experience but lots of fun that's cool and you get the front row seat to your girls learning and that must be very beautiful and fulfilling as a mom yeah it's you know, we don't get to see these things at school. Exactly, and we don't yeah. to hear about it either because they, you know, a lot happens in a day mm-hmm. and, you know, you only kind of get the dot points and then usually later at night you get a lot more of what happened throughout the day and mm-hmm. also trying to do homework and um, then afternoon activities and then it's like, time for dinner and bed Mm. um yeah you don't really get to see a lot of that achievement and you don't get to hear about it a lot from the teachers either Mm. because you know they've got 20 kids in a class yeah you know so they have so much to do I have a lot of respect for teachers though because it is a big learning curve Mm. um but yeah, it's been really interesting to watch and I love watching their little faces light up when mm. they just figure it out. Yeah, yeah, It just that's all awesome. clicks for them and mm. yeah, it's lots of fun. That's lovely. Um, so we'll just finish off with this question. What, um, what advice would you give to parents of children with special needs or with a disability? And I guess how... 
how could you, what would you put into words? How could you educate, I guess, people about autism in, you know, as, as, as few or as many words as you'd like? Yeah, I think, um, you know, the first thing, like, we always tell families or that we come across, well, first of all, we just listen to them and their story and their journey because, you you know, they say you meet one person on the autism spectrum. You've only met one person mm-hmm. on the autism spectrum. It's such a spectrum. Yeah. So their needs and challenges are really different. But we always just encourage parents, you know, be kind to yourself. Don't be hard on yourself because it's not your fault. Mm. Um, you know, there's no magic cure and God didn't make a mistake yeah. in choosing you to be the parents of mm. this child. He doesn't make mistakes and mm. you do have to be reminded of that every now and again because you're like, you know, our son, he's nonverbal. So we're like, will he ever talk? We're not sure. Mm. Um, if we'll ever get to hear him say a sentence. We hope we do, but, um, you know, we we don't know. Mm. And I also think, you know, parents are usually doing a lot better than they think they are. We're mm. so hard and critical on ourselves, especially as mums, that mm. we forget to give each other grace to just go, yeah. actually, I did really well with that today mm. um I did last time so I'm really proud of myself for acknowledging you know that I did really well today and mm. it's important to just take a moment and celebrate the achievements and yeah just really be kind to yourself be kind to your heart be kind to your thoughts mm. and just don't doubt that yourself and your ability to be able to go through the journey every day is so different sometimes every minute is so different so um just because they might have a meltdown for five minutes you know for the day it doesn't mean it has to ruin the entire day Mm. for you Mm. um and remember to have joy in your family because god is you know, he's a God with a sense of humor. Mm. So remember to look out for it in the way you just live life and um, get some great people around you who can encourage you and support you. And also if you need a timeout or just someone to bring you a coffee, um, that you've got some people that you can reach out to and, um, where they yeah where they can be really kind to themselves and Mm -hmm. you know encourage you and um yeah that's all I'm just like you know I'm in awe of families that have a child with additional needs because Mm -hmm. we know how hard it can be and you know we love seeing them celebrated and honoured and just loved on and you know our friends and family they don't always get it right Mm. in the in what we need but we're grateful that they'll try and Mm. so we just you know we always pray that people have a great support network around them and just to keep going you can do it yeah 
I love that. I, um, yeah, all good advice from a seasoned mama. So I appreciate that. Even, yeah, I'm, I'm still a new mum, and I feel like, um, it's really easy to have one terrible moment in your day and let that define the day. (laughs) And, (laughs) or even, you know, one terrible day of the week. And then someone asks you, how, how was your week this week? Oh, it's terrible. It's just so easy to let those little things get to you. Um, Yeah. yeah. You know, we have to remember even with seasons of parenting, actually the enemy comes to steal, kill and destroy. Mm. And so he does make mountains out of a molehill. And sometimes I think, you know, we, when we, you know, pick that moment that's ruined the whole day or the day that's ruined the whole week, we're like, um, you know, we have just been really learning recently. Actually, why are we making a mountain out of mm. this? Like, we still had six other days that were great mm. or mm-hmm. um, we still had a nice dinner when the two dinners before were burnt or <laughs> um, whatever it might be. But, yeah, always fascinated, you know, when we get into our own heads thinking about how these moments can ruin all these things. I'm like, mm. actually, enemy, you tried to take me out there, you little yeah. snot. I'm yeah. like, I'm not going to let you even take the glory for that one. So good. Yeah, I love that. Um, yeah, well, thank you so much, Amy, for coming on the podcast and just being really real and honest about your journey. And um, it's it's been really eye-opening and inspiring for me. So I believe that it will be for others as well. So thanks oh. for taking your time. Thanks so much, Jess. So appreciate it. Amy's story reminds me of the scripture, Psalm 30, verse 11 to 12. You turned my wailing into dancing. You removed my sackcloth and clothed me with joy, that my heart may sing your praises and not be silent. Lord my God, I will praise you forever. I can't help but think that Amy could have grown bitter and angry toward God. She instead chose to seek joy within her circumstance, within her family's circumstance. God has a beautiful way of making seemingly broken things into things of value. And Amy's story is a testament to that. Thank you for tuning in to today's story. I'm so thankful that people support this platform. It's my hope that these stories show only a glimpse of God's redemptive love that restores broken things and makes them new. If you haven't already, I'd love for you to subscribe to the podcast and share it with people who need to hear these stories. Let's spread the message of hope in a broken world. I'll be back in a few weeks with a new episode. Tune in with you then.